This week on Two Girls, One Podcast, it's an entire interview about small, repetitive tasks that you can do over and over every week for very little money. And no, it's not about making this podcast. It's about Mechanical Turk, the harbinger of our dystopian future. I mean, a cool place to make some easy spending money. And now here are your hosts, who always have two nickels to rub together, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hi everyone, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm Allie. Um, welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast, everybody. Matt is also here. Hey, Matt. Hey, I'm Allie. <laughs> what is happening today? We are all Allie. <laughs> I have a lot of errands you could do if you're all going to be Allie. <laughs> well, speaking of, of errands, <laughs> um, I feel like I want to tell them about our show topic, but first we have to tell them who we are. So quickly, Allie and I are two performers uh, who throughout the years performed internet material live on stage. We use the internet as our script. We had a show called Blogologues, and through that show, we eventually started interviewing people behind the post. We had a web series uh, called Two Girls, One Show, where we went on scripted adventures as well as had these interviews with real people. And now we're in the phase of podcasting with The Daily Dot and Matt, and we are interviewing people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find cool. Welcome. Ellie, you're so good at seamless transitions, and you already said Aaron, so why don't you tell them what today's about? <laughs> if you, you can't call me out on my transitions because it's like when someone says, tell me an embarrassing moment, and then you can't think of any, even though life is full of them. It's just I a totally, string of embarrassing moments. I know. I'm so sorry. But I do want to say you already made the transition. I just like... I, I cock Yeah, I've been you running a, a lot bit. of fucking errands lately. <laughs> yeah. Cock block me? That's not how this goes. So we are speaking to an M Turker today. That's Mechanical Turk, the people who work on Mechanical Turk, M Turkers. And we'll let him tell you more about it, but it's basically doing slave labor on the internet, if you ask me. <laughs> Woo. It's like companies post, like, hey, transcribe this receipt. For a cent. And yes. people do it. Yeah. I find it fascinating in a lot of ways because everybody thinks the robots are coming, but there's actually a team of people in MTurk doing it for you. Like Expensify that claims, like, just upload your receipt. It's like, no, there's humans reading every goddamn receipt. Yeah, they've been called the artificial, artificial intelligence. So that's insulting. Yeah. Just call them fucking people. I know. <laughs> I like to refer to humans as artificial robots. <laughs> what? We'll get there. I mean, we might be there. I don't know. Um, we're there. Bots. Yeah, we're there. Didn't you hear about one of those AI assistants actually having like humans at the office answering all the emails? What was that? Yeah, Wh I don't one? know if I should say what it is, say what it oh. is but basically there's a, a lot of listeners have probably used it. I tested it out and it seems fucking awesome, right? You basically CC this email alias and you're like, hey, Matt, so-and-so is going to set up a time for us um, for you to send me that Trader Joe's gift card. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you chime in and you have a conversation and it schedules your coffee, whatever it schedules for you. I tried to slip in the Trader Joe's and then that just like made everything awry. <laughs> oh, damn but it. anyway, but it's kind of amazing. And so I met someone who works there and I was like, so what's the deal? Like how many errors, like how many people are complaining? Like you sent me to the wrong Starbucks, whatever. And she was like, honestly, there's a team in India reading every single email. I was like, holy fucking shit. 
Well, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> so it not claims there. to be this, is... this like amazingly advanced AI, and it's actually just humans in India proofing every email for that particular yes. service. But, this well, is a little I mean, different. Maybe what you're talking about, Jen, is the recent articles, uh, and this will be dated by the time this airs, but it was Siri. This was Apple's product where- oh, I didn't realize uh, that. It was something, a small percentage of Siri commands were being sent to human contractors, but in order to improve the AI's re- transcription or recognition of it, meaning like a human would listen to the audio and say, yep, the transcription was mostly right, but you missed this word. Then it sends it to the machine and the machine learns from that and then does better next time. And you know, I hear your complaints about, oh, it's just a bunch of humans in India. And it is in certain sections for oh, now, right, but they're but just training. Improve it. Yeah, they're, they're training, training it. the bots to do much better and they are doing much better. And uh, right, it's only but- a small percentage. Right. But where it gets fucked up is that in Silicon Valley, all these companies are bragging that they have this like amazing advanced artificial intelligence and marketing it as though it is AI. But this girl in particular told me that there's a team in India reading every single email that goes out. So it is going to get there. I just also think it's funny because people are like, the robots are coming for our jobs. It's like the robots are fucking idiots right now. Like later they're going to come for our jobs, but it's going to be a while. Right. But don't measure... I think Automation. I, don't I know, wanna... I know, I know what you're going to no, say, no, Matthew. No, 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 I don't, I, I don't want to make apologies for Silicon Valley, but I think the value of these services is not like, oh, they're so great right now. It's like these machines can learn. So if you have the humans teaching them, they can learn and it will, it has the potential. All of the money behind these startups is about the potential for it to be totally. really, and I, really and good. I don't know what the line is because I understand it's not great marketing to be like, we have this really cool tool, but actually there are humans checking it. You know what I mean? So right. I don't know how that works, but it's like the smoke and mirrors of it where companies yeah. in Silicon Valley just like claim to have these really amazing products that don't exist yet and they might exist soon but they don't mm-hmm. now and they're fundraising and getting in the game so that they can be the leader later but it's also why you have shit like theranos where like it doesn't exist and so she just believed that she could make it exist but it wasn't real and then yeah. next i mean that's different because once you're dealing with people's health like you can't fucking claim that it exists when it doesn't sure. Anywho, has this guy heard of sweeping? I feel like that'd be a way better way to go. No idea. His name is Mike Nab. He is an alpha Turk, which is a term for people who are really gaming this whole system in order to, you know, make more money than the average Turker. I'm not going to say it's a decent wage, but we'll talk to Mike and see what he has to say about it. Um, he's also the author of How to Make Money Online with Amazon Mechanical Turk. So, you know, he is an expert in this. Oh, yeah. Wait, did we mention it's run by Amazon? I don't think we did. Yeah, it's Amazon. No, you did not. <laughs> Do you think Amazon or Facebook, like which one is like the modern devil? I don't know. I saw a <laughs> meme today that said the wrong Amazon is burning. And then it was like, yeah, the wrong ice is melting. Does oh, that mean? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's so good, though. It's so good and so sad and so true. <laughs> Uh, yeah Um. cool well on that fun note this is trivia time (laughs) it's a trivia time sure and is it is it about global warming and terrorism uh no cool sorry cool cool (laughs) (laughs) today's trivia is about something you both already know about actually you brought it to my attention a while back and i thought it was cool uh, dug into it a little bit more. I'm pregnant. Oh, no, it's not I'm pregnant. Okay, cool, cool. Matt, are you are you are you pregnant? <laughs> this is no announcement. 
This I is how pregnant. popular I want this podcast to be. I want someone to send us fan art of Matt photoshopped to be pregnant. <laughs> Boom, it's on its way. It's in our inbox. That's that. my That's, request. Yeah, no, that would be the pinnacle of We've got some fan art, but we haven't gotten that, which I would mm-hmm. probably print and frame. It would be okay. really weird when I bring boys back, but we'll work through it. Hashtag squad goals. Thank you. I want you to have our baby <laughs> in this partnership. Listen, Matt. Yes, you you are both married, but cannot have your own children and need a surrogate, and somehow it's me. Through Empreg, yeah. Matt, Why? That's... You would obvious, you're obviously the best parent of the three of us, by far. In <laughs> fact, you know you're the only parent of the three of us. It's only based on experience. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with Why aptitude. Why should we learn when you already know how? Yeah. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah. Here's the real question. Could you outsource parenting to Mechanical Turk? <laughs> like just thousands of people making decisions on what's best, where the right foods. Probably. Well, there's that other guy we are in touch with who uh, sold shares of his life. So stay tuned right. on that note. All right. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. Uh, regarding trivia, in 2010, Fred Benenson used Kickstarter to raise $3,500, which he used to pay Mechanical Turk workers to translate all of Herman Melville's Moby Dick into, do you know? Oh, no. Um, you know. Es- Esperanto? No. <laughs> Klingon? Oh, we, no. emoji. Yes. Yes, I remember now. Oh, this is you what we not, already did. You didn't win the trivia, though. That, that was oh, not the yeah. question. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Moby Dick has about 10,000 sentences and contains about 206,000 Wait, words. Wait, back the fuck up. This person yes. spent personal money on getting someone to translate Moby Dick into emoji? No, let me let me rewind. The, oh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. In case you didn't got listen. Got Kickstarter, <laughs> Kickstarter, Kickstarter. In 2010, Fred Benenson used Kickstarter got, to raise $3,500. Many people thought this was a worthwhile project uh, and raised a lot of money to do it. Moby Dick has 10,000 sentences and about 206,000 words by most estimates. I reached out to Benenson directly. You did? To find out how many individual emojis are contained in his translation of emoji dick so uh-huh. we're thinking is that what it's called yes yes you taught this to me you you're the one who brought it to my attention emoji dick i knew that some lines had been translated the whole text oh my god so okay okay continue so the question is mm. if there's two hundred and six thousand words in moby dick how many emoji are in the translation your three choices are a ninety three thousand B, 155,000, or C, 301,000 individual emojis. Okay, so it's not... An emoji could be reused multiple times and you're counting it as in... You're counting it like words almost. Yeah, like, char- like if I said how many characters are in this sentence, it would be the individual letters and you can yeah. add the, the letter okay, A Okay, so how times. many... So I need... I'm not following things today. How many words are in Moby Dick? <laughs> Kickstarter. It was Kickstarter, and he raised the money on Kickstarter. Yeah, how many words are Moby Dick? 206,000 words, 10,000 sentences. Okay. So what does that look like when you turn it into emojified concepts? Okay. This just feels like a kind of math that I'm... Somebody on MTurk should be... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but let's go with... <laughs> I think just split it right down the center. Let's go with B, 155. Okay. Yeah. 
Jen goes with B. Yep. I'm gonna go with C because I feel like sometimes you need multiple emoji to make one word. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, good point. Except, but I either think it's, or it could be a lot less. Because emo- <laughs> an emoji could also represent like a whole concept, really. And then that gets rid of a bunch of words. I don't know. This is uncharted territory. I, I don't know. Ah! <laughs> I'm 155. I'm sticking with it. <sighs> oh my God. I feel such pressure over here. I don't know. I think I'm. Go with I your heart, be wrong, goldfish. I think oh. I'm going to stick with C. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you're going with C. So your your thinking is you're asking the right questions of like, do words translate to more emojis than words or less emojis than words? Right. Yeah, and I think it I think it differs based on what you're saying, and then how does that even mm-hmm. out in a whole book? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna say definitely less, but I still don't know the answer because <laughs> I can't do math. Okay. So Jen uh, B yeah. and Ali C. Yes. <laughs> we will I'm so find upset out right now. <laughs> the total emoji count after this commercial break we will return to 2g1p in a moment but first a word from this very real advertisement entitled seeking a meow chishin from the internet's top social network for cat moms craigslist it's Ambrosia's 10th birthday. Woo! On April 20th. And we're looking for a meow magician to perform. Do you got those what it takes? This is for real. Serious inquiries on me! Woo! <laughs> Jen, do you know any meowgicians? Uh, I don't think I do, but I feel like that's one of those things you learn about somebody you know really well, like way too late. You're like, oh, we're friends for five years and you're a meowgician. <laughs> yeah, or you uh, find out on like the third date on Tinder. <laughs> oh, is that happen? <laughs> oh, no! No. I don't know. Ali, you've hung out with a lot of magicians. I have. have you met any magicians? I haven't, but I haven't asked what kind of magic they specialize in. But there's a big magic scene out here in LA and it's kind of awesome. Really? So cool. But I, I haven't it. met a magician. But I am going to meet an M Turker in a minute. <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> but first, today's trivia is about the 2010 project you can still purchase this book online by the way uh it is emoji dick fred benenson translated all of the uh, herman melville text all that 10, name sentences. is so questionable when you tell me emoji dick i just imagine a dude drops his pants and slams an emoji on the table like his dick is literally a cartoon emoji or like a big eggplant Wow, yeah, thanks for that like visual, both of you. All right, let's Did move you on. Not think that? <laughs> no, I was trying not to go there. But I feel like I it's like there. a great animated, like modern cart. It's like, oh no, like his secret that he has an emoji for a dick. Like, what's he going to do? And like, it's so embarrassing with girls because like his dick is actually an emoji. Well, I think the dick emoji would be the main character in that story, not the man. You know? Have you been pitching this out in LA? I'm, like, no, I'm, like, I'm just concerned about your credibility out there. The emoji dick was translated 
translated by a number of Mechanical Turk workers taking all the little phrases and sentences from this book and turning them into emoji. 10,000 sentences, 200,000 words by most estimates. How many emoji did that translate into? Your choices were A, 93,000, no one picked that. B, 155,000, that was Jen's choice. And C, 301,000, that was Ali's choice. The question here is, do you need more emojis to say words or less? I think less. Sticking with? Yeah, I'm sticking with my answer. Yeah, I don't know. I think when you're texting a friend, it's like you use two emojis and they like understand what you're saying. But if you're mm-hmm. translating a book, I don't know. I mean, this is literature. You have to be uh, very precise. You know what, though? Yeah. Oh, it's less, though, because you don't need any the, a, there's none of, there's no, yeah, there's none of those. Okay. You going to change there's, your answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with A. I'm going with A okay. as well. Oh, two changes. Huge upset. (laughs) Two choices for A. They are locked in. The correct answer is A, 93,000 emoji. Boom. Pulled it out in the clutch. Side note, emoji or emojis? What is the plural? I think it's emoji. I feel like I should know that. I like it as emoji. It sounds a little fancier than emoji. Yes, agreed. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I believe our one guest, uh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh. What? I don't know why I just said gosh. Uh, <laughs> gosh, darn it. One of our guests, Golly I can't G. remember who it was. Maybe, oh, it was the woman who was telling us about creating emojis. I'm fairly sure she she was very fancy. I mean, she actually helps create emojis. She would say emoji. Right. Yeah, emoji or emojis? Okay. Yeah. okay. No S. Great. The great debate has been settled. But what happens yes. if your dick is an emoji? <laughs> <laughs> Find out this fall on NBC. <laughs> an emoji vagina. Yeah. Yeah, All it's right. definitely an, yeah, yeah. TBS. Yeah. TBS. Okay, TBS. PBS. Yeah. Yes. TLC. <laughs> Uh, Fred says over email, uh, you'll find a lot of people just chose one or two emoji for an entire sentence uh, and others like would use literally every emoji. So 10 to 20 percent of the individual translations actually make sense uh, and would kind of feel like a translation and the rest really just become total fucking gibberish. Exactly. Exactly. So very interesting indeed. All right. Well, on that note, let's hear more about Mechanical Turk and what these people are up to. We're speaking with Alpha Turk and author of How to Make Money Online with Amazon Mechanical Turk, Mike Nab. Welcome, Mike. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So we'd love to know how you discovered Mechanical Turk and got started. And also if you could just give a brief descri- description for our listeners who are not familiar. Sure. Um, yeah, I got started on it about uh, six years ago when I was reading an article on Yahoo about how to make money, all those articles you see online, how to make money from home. Uh, I, I was right about to have uh, my first child. Well, my wife was. And um, <laughs> uh, so I, I was like just. you give her credit for her role there. She, yes. she, would, she, she would kill me if I took any credit. <laughs> so I just saw on Yahoo an article that was talking about different things. And the last thing on that article was something called Amazon Mechanical Turk. And I'd never heard of that before. So I just decided to do a little bit of research. It's basically a, a platform that allows people called requesters to put work out there, uh, surveys, transcriptions, uh, any kind of random task like that, puts it out on the platform and then allows people that want to work on them, which they call Turkers, to you know view all the tasks out there to see, you know it, it lists the uh, price that they pay for it and um, how long you have to, to complete it. 
and a description of the task, essentially. So you would just go through and see what looks good at a price point that is acceptable to you. And then you just go on and, and work on that, submit it. And then within um, a day or a few days, they will pay you that amount of money. So um, I just got started on it initially, just trying out a couple things here and there. And it was legit. I, I started making money right away. Not too much, just a few dollars here and there. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Let's see you know, where we can take this. It you know, had some potential. You know, I just kept working more and more, putting more work into it over, over time, doing a little more research on it to see what are some ways I could optimize my work. You know, eventually started blossoming into a pretty decent amount of money every every week. And just for your personal story, how many years ago was that? When did you get started? It was six years ago. And do you know exactly what Amazon's role is in this? Do they just take a cut or they, are they like stealing trade secrets? Like why did Amazon <laughs> launch this? Um, well, it's definitely to take a cut. Uh, they, I believe it's, I'm not sure the exact price range, but I know that they charge the requesters a fee for posting. So if they post something for, it, it, may, it may be something like 10%, something like that. So, you know, for a $2 hit, they'll take 20 cents out of it. So when t- like, take us back to when you first started this and you went on the platform, you were looking at the kinds of tasks that you could do and how much you could make. Like, what did you first think about all of this? It just, and also like, how much could you get for a task? <laughs> um, and like, did you have a thought of like, oh, if I do this many, I can make this much money? Like, and, and when did you start wanting to game it, I guess is the big question. Yeah, I mean, that that's really um, the way I looked at it was not necessarily how much total money I was making. It was, it was on an hourly basis, how much was I making? Because, you know, a lot of the hits are a, a dollar or less. So, you know, when I, when I would tell people about it, I'm like, oh, you know, you can take a survey. It's 25 cents. And they're like, um, okay, 25 cents. And I'm like, well, no, no, it, it you know, if, if it took a minute to do, you know, that's, you know, like a $15 an hour pay rate. So, you know, that's, just, that's kind of always the way I looked at it. And initially I was, you know, like, it, it was just, found money to me. It was, you know, stuff I would do in my spare time when I was just not doing anything else. I'm being unproductive, so I may as well make money. And, um, you know, it was, my initial goal was kind of like $20 a week. If I could pull that in, you know, that's, that's a night out every week that I'm, you know, getting for just playing around on the computer. Once I started doing that pretty easily, I I was eventually getting $20 a day. And now I'm like, well, this is, you know, actually kind of significant money. You know, that, that's, kind of what I want to see how far I could take it, you know, how, how much more efficient I could be with my time. And, and that's, you know, how I eventually got into, there's browser extensions, there's forums uh, that, that talk all about this, that make work easier, easier to find and kind of weeding out bad requesters, ones that don't pay as much. And that's really where my earnings started taking off, you know, compared to people who were just kind of dicking around on there, not really knowing what they're doing. Well, before we get into all the forums, what kinds of tasks were you completing in the early days and how have they changed? I would say for the most part, consistently, I have I like working on surveys. They're, uh, from what I have seen in the forums, people either love surveys or hate them. I, I like them. I, I think they're a good pay rate for, for how long they take me to complete. I can usually get a, a good pay rate out of it. When I say good pay rate for for this website, I consider good to be minimum eight dollars an hour. You know, th- there's ones I've gotten that are twenty dollars an hour pay rate by the time I've I've finished it for, for what it pays. So it, it it certainly varies. What kind of surveys are we talking about, and like who who are they for? They're they're often for universities. That's probably the the biggest one. Universities will put out political surveys. There's um, Companies that'll put out consumer surveys, just to get an idea of products, kind of like product testing type thing. Financial surveys, where they're, uh, or psychological surveys, 
Google and YouTube actually put out stuff on there. I've done, you know, they, they do surveys for testing landing pages and, um, you know, videos, what you think of this category, there's categorizing videos and categorizing pictures. And in addition to surveys, there's uh, something they call batches. They're usually low paying, but they're very quick. They might just show you two pictures and they'll they'll say, are these two pictures the same? Or for example, I know Amazon itself actually uses the platform to put work out there. They'll put out two pictures of, for example, dresses. You know, it could be the same dress, but in a different picture. And they'll say, is this dress the same? Whoa, that's yeah, kind of yeah. trippy. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't there that, that thing that went viral? Like, is it like blue or yellow? <laughs> exactly. Or blue or yellow that probably dress. Would have it. <laughs> or like Highlights Magazine when you're a kid. Yeah, on the back page. What are they trying to find out from that? My guess is AI. Yeah, it's definitely AI. Training the bots to recognize the dress in different lighting. You're training the bots. <laughs> Correct. How do you for, feel for, for about wage. training the robots well, the now takeover. that you've said this, I, army, I feel I feel awful. I'm probably putting people out of work <laughs> no, 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 for like no, no. four dollars an hour. You should feel great because, <laughs> you, but you want to be on the right side. Like when the robots come and kill us, all your life will be spared. Exactly. Well, they'll recognize me. They'll be like, "Hey, you've helped me out." <laughs> like, hey, yes, exactly. Don't You're kill doing him. Great work over there. Don't. You will be spared. Okay, so that um, 80% of the money goes to 20% of the M-Turkers, that that's the extent to which some people are, I don't want to say gaming the system, but maybe gaming mm-hmm. the system, but like that there's 20% are like hardcore M-Turkers. So can you tell us about falling into that wormhole? Yeah, I'd say that's probably accurate from my experience, even just with people who I've discussed the site with. I've had a few people who, I mean, more or less took my advice and they were very successful. And now granted, it's it's also how much time you have to put into it uh, is certainly a factor. I know other people who, who I got into it, who got started out and then just kind of lost momentum immediately. They didn't really look for higher paying hits. They They just kind of dove right in, whatever was available, they just started doing, they'd get crappy pay rates on it, they'd get frustrated, rightfully so, because they were doing a lot of work for not a lot of money. And that seems to be one of the big complaints about people who who don't like doing it or who stop doing it. They say they you know, don't make a lot of money for the time they put in. If you're not weeding out those crappy requesters, the one who aren't you know paying a lot, then then yes, you you will definitely get frustrated right away and you will not make a lot of money and you probably won't stay on the site. So uh, probably one of the most important things is just getting the right work. And did you teach yourself all these um, like hacks kind of, or did you uh, learn from this community of people? I'd say 50-50. Uh, I, I didn't even, I don't think I even looked for information for, for the first year. Um, you know, I just kind of picked up some stuff on my own. One of the first things I did was, um, there, there is a rating system out there. It's a separate website called uh, Turk Opticon. And that's uh, where where people who work on there can submit reviews for their questers that they do work for. You can rate people on uh, four different metrics, uh, pay, fairness, communication, and uh, I think speed of pay. So uh, using that site initially, I, I got into that right away. That was one of the first things that I did read about. Once I really got rolling about a year into it, uh, when I was making pretty good money, that, that's when I started seeing- Define pretty good money. Um, I would say on a, a normal week for me, on average, I was probably making about 200 a week, you know, and that was just probably spending between 15 and 20 hours a week on it, just at random times. 
yeah, I was probably pulling in 150 to 200 a week, you know, at its peak. I think the the, the most I made in one year was about fourteen thousand dollars, something like that. So, you know, it's and I'm, and I'm working full time, so that was just on top of what I was already making. So I'm like, hey, that's not bad. But but again, I, I always tell people it's it's not so much about the total that you make; it's more about the pay rate because it's it's not consistent. You could have a $200 week, you could have a $50 week or anything in between or or less or more. I mean, I, I know there's the one article calling me the alpha Turker. And um, while I appreciate that, there there are certainly people that, that do it better than me. Uh, when I'm on the forums, people often post what they've made in, in the day, in the week. And I'm like, how the hell are you making that much money? Like I... You know, it, it's it's baffling to me for, that some of the people you know can can make this much. Cause, so you're saying we got the wrong guest? I yes, I am a fraud. So <laughs> um, no, but I, I, so how much are they making? I, I've seen people where I'm, you know, I, I might have a day where I'm at thirty or forty dollars and feeling pretty good, and they'll they'll be like, oh, I just just crossed a hundred. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like I was on all day. I'm like, oh. I was on all day. I don't know what you were even doing. So. Um, but, but there, there's a lot. Wait, so what do you think? What are they doing? Well, Aren't there a lot of tricks and things? There are, I, there, there's, there's actually, well, one of the, the biggest things is there's such a limited amount of work. So even if, even if there's a lot available, even if there's a lot of work that requesters put out there, it will get snapped up in a second. Um, you know, if, if somebody puts out a $5 hit, you literally have like three seconds to catch that. And it will be gone. Oh my god! It's just like Burning Man tickets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, so so I think the people that are making that much money are the ones that are meticulously watching it like a hawk and snapping up everything. If I caught every hit that I tried to catch, I'd probably be making that much money too. Like I have a little pop up. Um, one of my browser extensions it gives you a pop up, tells you when something's available based on criteria you 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 put in. So if I say you know, alert me every 20 seconds of hits that are a dollar or worth a dollar or more, you know, and you can change the criteria, but every 20 seconds it refreshes for dollar hits or more. Does that not make you feel crazy? How often is that dinging at you? Every 20 seconds, it'll, it'll pop up with, uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, and that's just an I'm example. I'm seizure just listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, you know, you don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't necessarily have, you know, have that, I, uh, set all day like that but if i'm available and looking for some work i might set something to to be every you know every 10 seconds or 20 seconds or what have you but like i said if if there's a five dollar hit out there and it gets snatched up in three seconds you know i would have missed that if i have mine set to 20 seconds so there's people that are just insane that literally do nothing but you know sit on the site all day and just refresh do you have a sense of how many m turkers are out there I, I don't exactly. I would, if I had to guesstimate, it's probably you know, certainly in the tens of thousands. Probably, you know, it, it may have crossed a couple hundred thousand, but that's that's a guess from just from articles I've read about it. I was wondering, like, how competitive this community is versus are are you pretty supportive of one another and all of this? I mean, pu- publicly, people are very supportive of each other on the forums, but I think you know, in private, they're just greedy and trying to grab everything. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm just looking at the first page here of uh, results, and you know, the, there's there's one hit. The first hit it has thirty eight thousand nine hundred seventy four available. That's just one task. They have that many available for for one. I mean. This first page is is just thousands and oh, thousands to complete it, right? So yeah, so there's um, mm-hmm. th- that's, I'd say there's probably at least a million, or probably probably about a million, or uh, you know several hundred thousand at any time 
Okay. Um, so there's enough to go around, but a lot of them pay real shitty. Most of those are crap. I'd say probably 80% of that is not worth your time. But you know, there's also, they'll, they'll do like longitudinal studies where if you catch the first one, if you can catch the first hit, it could be you know, an ongoing thing where they will, they'll give you a qualification where only you or you know, whoever they assign that qualification to can continue on with the hit. So for example, um, there's, a, there's a hit that I do, uh, it, it's $16 every week, it's a $16 hit, it takes me like 30 to 40 minutes to complete, and it goes on for like 40 weeks. So for 40 weeks, I'm going to get $16 a week for 30 to 40 minutes of work. And that's just one particular hit. So, you know, right there, that's $600 a week or $600 for, for that one hit that I'll, you know, guaranteed to have. And that's, it's a fantastic pay rate, you know, probably about $30 an hour. Have you spent much time in the forums? Like we read about MTurk crowd and Turker nation. I, I tend to go in there mostly if I'm having an issue with something, because if I'm having an issue with it, it, there tends to be more people that are having an issue with it. But also if it's if it's a slow day, I may go on there and just kind of see what other people are working on and get an idea. Maybe there's something I missed. Maybe there's a big batch of something good that people are working on, have mentioned, and you know, then I can jump into it. People genuinely are trying to help others on, on there and finding things, find, answering questions. You know, there's always new extensions that people are creating and, and putting out there. And, and oftentimes, there's, there's actually re the re requesters themselves will be on there um, answering questions or kind of giving clarification for, for that. So it, it's, it's really nice. It, it's a cool community to be a part of. What's been the Turker community's response to your book, if anything? Initially, when I first put it out there, I went to, to Reddit and posted on there. I said, hey, you know, I've been on, because I, I would regularly post on there, you know, back then. So I was like, hey, guys, you know, I wrote this ebook and it's, I think it's really helpful. It's really cool. Here's what it is. And then everyone immediately trashed me because they're like, oh, look at this book. It has no ratings. It sucks. I'm like, well, I just wrote it. Like, it doesn't, I, I don't have ratings for it. I'm trying to get <laughs> ratings if you would give it a chance. But gradually, and actually, a couple of people on there did comment below all the people calling me an idiot um they're like oh this is actually an interesting read I'm like hey thank you give me a rating so that way you know people stop mm -hmm. calling me stupid but as it's uh you know kind of been out there I, I was you know picked up by a couple blogs early on um and, and that really put it out there and had people reading it and it grew in popularity it, it you know was very well received from the feedback i got from it uh and what really got me to to write it in the first place was when i was looking for resources uh, when I was looking for ebooks of you know to see if there was anything I was missing, uh, there there were a couple on Amazon and I got those and I read them and I'm like this is crappy like I already know more than this now I'm like I should write an ebook and and that was really what it was I would say it's it's certainly more geared toward people getting started you know it, it flattens out the learning curve I I think. Um, so how has the international landscape changed the game? Because we read that a lot of people internationally are now signing up and the pay rate is much better depending on what country you're in. It is, but with a caveat that a lot of the work is not available to them. So there's, um, I would say still in the US, that has the most work available to you because requesters can put uh, stipulations on, on who can do the work like as far as you know, where they're from. Um, so, so a lot of them will say they only want responses from the U S so, so there are higher paying hits in other countries that, that may only be available to those countries from the feedback that I've seen, the majority of the work is still in the U S. Um, so any final words of wisdom to somebody who's getting started on mechanical Turk? 
I would say just do your research first, whether it be for my book or not. That's it's not a plug, but you know, I would just say. But it's a plug. <laughs> that's fine. Buy his book. Then, then fuck it. It's a plug. You're allowed <laughs> to plug. <laughs> Lean in. Have no, it but be a but, but plug. really, just just do your research. <laughs> Don't just jump into it and just look for you know the first hit you can find because I guarantee the first hit you're going to find is. 30,000 receipt transcriptions that pay one cent to copy all the information from receipt and you're going to do it and it's going to take you seven minutes and you're going to get one penny and you're going to be like what the hell this is the dumbest site ever and you're not going to do it anymore just do your research on there you can definitely make money at fair pay rates at dare i say it even good pay rates but you just have to know what you're looking for go get paid bitches (laughs) all right thank you mike it's been a pleasure having you hey thank you very much for having me i appreciate it well, Ali, all I kept thinking the whole time was, isn't this, you did, you've done this. You've, you've twerked before. You're thinking of twerking. God That's damn it. Oh. You got there so fast. You did. We really wanted to draw that Matt. out. Damn you. Oh, wait, were you doing a gag? <laughs> yes. We were going to fuck with you for a while. <laughs> we can, we can try it again. Thwarted. No, we failed. So I didn't mean to ruin your joke. I just thought uh, that I would uh, get in there. All right. Well, thanks for listening. All right, I well, am, everyone. Uh, I have a history of <laughs> of, of twerking, twerking. <laughs> upside down in a pony upside outfit. Upside down, yes, with a yeah. purple wig and a tutu. I am a I'm a great <laughs> twerker. And I just so, threw dollar bills at you. I remember. Yes, and I for also took that other time. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think made I way more than the hourly wage actually with those dollar bills that you threw at me. Because yes. I also turned another time too. Do you remember? And I wore a skin-colored bodysuit. <laughs> oh, as Miley Cyrus? Yes, yes I remember. I, years ago, I turked then, too. <laughs> yeah, we all turked a little bit in our sex-themed yeah, show did. in a we dance number turked. that we did. Yeah. We all right, turked. okay. And yeah. actually, the pay seems pretty similar, really. It's like, it's a little <laughs> shitty, but it depends how you look at it. Downtown you know what I mean? theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we turked. We turked. We turked hard. <laughs> it's a Friday. I might turk later. <laughs> Yo, All I'd right. like to see some mechanical you twerking, like really fast. <laughs> that's like, like a, yeah. I think that's twerking like when robot. the robots twerk. Yeah, yeah. That right, like, right. Ah. When, when, when the robots learn yeah. how to have emotions and then dance, dance for their the joy, joy of it. Yes, it's a yeah, mechanical yeah. twerk. <laughs> <laughs> so glad we got that out of the way. Uh, a bonus trivia, and maybe this is common knowledge, but do, do you know trivia. what 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 mechanical Turk means? Like what it's a reference to? Oh, I do know. Yes, we read an article. We're so smart. Yeah, I was, go- I was gonna pretend like I just knew, but no. When we were researching mechanical Turk, it was there. Why would you but know? You, of course, you had to read. If you'd like to share with our <laughs> listeners, Matthew. No, I, I, please tell me. Please tell well, me. Well, wait. Do you know? Are you just asking yeah. to ask? Okay. No, I, I wanted to give you the floor. It's your show. Well. What, you both need to refresh me what time period this was. This was like pre-technology, right? It was uh, <laughs> like, you know, in the 1800s? When did this happen? Yes. 1800s. Yes. Okay. It was pre-Turkin as we know it today. Yeah. I think it was a chess machine that was purporting to be mechanized in some ways. Like this machine will play chess with you. 
but it turns out that there was a, a human being beneath it like operating a puppet and the puppet people thought that was like some sort of like robot so it was early ai in some way but it was just a human operating a puppet is that right yeah there was just a dude in a box hanging out underneath <laughs> doing all of it sort of odd shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, minor correction uh, 18th century but this would be i believe late 1700s cool i read that the box uh beat benjamin franklin a very good chess player uh but you know it wasn't was... a box it was a man inside the box yes yes but he was fooled i think i read mm-hmm. that benjamin franklin uh a chess player extraordinaire and all around you know smart person uh was beaten by the mechanical turk and thought it was a robot or some something like that who was the man inside the box that's what mm-hmm. we all need to know yeah it was mike nab Oh, there are a lot of terrible jokes I want to make right now about, uh, about the man in your box. But anyway, um, cool. So great. Um, Jen, are you going to try this one? Uh, don't, say no, yes. just, don't say yes. I know because I really don't like sitting at my computer any more than I have to. So Yeah, I'm trying to move away from That's- it, especially like a dollar. For like a task. Yeah. I mean, I like that he's thinking about it in terms of hourly wage, but I'm still like, mm, you just made a dollar <laughs> yeah. for that task. Yeah. Everyone needs to go back and review episode 94 about sweepers. That seems way better. You like wear a costume, throw balls into the back of a truck. You win a fucking car. Way better ROI. ROI. Minute by minute or hour per hour, who's making a higher wage? Sweepers. Um, sweepers or m turkers now the caveat here is that sweepers are making are generating value in like reese's peanut butter cups and uh, lifetime supplies of chips and super bowl tickets very valuable things but not cash money okay yeah yeah, yeah. so the first the first two uh, but then super bowl tickets that's uh, you i mean no i would take peanut butter cups as currency what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about no no for sure but matt like put them all in the same category i was like wait one of those is like super legit well but, uh, all inclusive vacations like it's crazy you can't pay your rent with vacations you know I mean, saying? a lot if you're of on vacation, that... you don't need to pay rent, bitch. I'm just kidding. Boom. <laughs> That's true. Sublet oh that place. Live on a cruise ship. Oh my god! Imagine if you could win enough trips, and that was your full time job, where you, your goal was to just never have to go home wow. and never like pay rent. Never have a life. That must be out there. Awesome. <laughs> but the other thing is, he he has a whole room full of winnings, so he he could totally yeah. sell that shit on eBay for actual cash. Right. It's just right. like, but that's work. It's that's work. work but so is gaming mechanical terms. Like all these things to yeah. really game the system and win or, you know, be that 20% on MTurk, like, it takes time. So if you're going to put the time in, I think the ROI is higher with sweeping. You know what I'm thinking about, though? I'm thinking a lot about after speaking with Mike here, I'm thinking a lot about found time of like, you know, when you're, you, I mean, you guys don't have like normal jobs, but like you're, you're sitting at work and you're waiting for something to load or you're waiting for a call. You know, it's those times where... It, there's five minutes until I have to get on a call, right? And I can't start doing actual work because I'll be interrupted, but I'm sitting here for five minutes doing nothing. So what do you do? Well, you could pop open a survey. Jen, Matt's going to try it. Let's hold him. Matt let's hold yeah, him. I can feel it. Yep. I'm digging it. I never have that time because I feel like I could always fill it with something, but maybe I'm just well, insane. What, with what? <laughs> what do you do? What, what, honestly, well, like, honest question. It would be like, oh, I could. I just feel like we have so many little tasks and just keep a running to-do list of like, whatever like respond to that quick email or like look at the calendar to like you know figure out the schedule for the next week or whatever it is yeah um you know wash a dish exactly yeah yeah 
I would still rather fill those five <laughs> minutes in other ways. Schwamping. Or meditation. You're Schwamping. on a yeah. you're on a super boring call. Oh. That you don't need to pay attention to, and you could be taking like five surveys. That's true. You know yeah, that's... Making, making five bucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. yeah. I still think sweeping is the way to go if you're gonna dive in. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sweeping, sweeping. I just keep thinking of Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweep. Great. It's no, great. Man, image. man, yeah. sweeper, sweeping. Yeah. Anybody need some voicemails? <laughs> oh, my God. oh yes. yes, I love voicemails. Make my life. Hi, my name's Rebecca. I just listened to your Fry Up Sleep podcast, and I have two things. Uh, that goes along with one of your little tangents that you guys had, which I love, by the way. One, in girls' camp, when I was, I don't know, 12 or something, they had this thing where during one of the lunch sessions at the end, they had us put blindfolds on to have us try food to see what we could see if we could tell what it was. And the last item was going to be like a super special kind of secret item. Well, what it ended up being was a chocolate-covered cricket or grasshopper. <gasps> and I can be honest with myself, it actually tastes like a like a Nestle crisp or something, something that has those little crunchy malt balls or something in them. But so many girls were like, in the trash can because they couldn't believe they just ate an insect. <laughs> Will I ever eat them again? Maybe not, just because I don't want to eat insects. But it was, wasn't bad. The other thing, your comments about that flower and the bee, well, random little bit of useless knowledge, as my friends and family stand full of, there is a flower that pretty much enslaves hummingbirds because it can choose how much nectar it puts out each day so that it gets that hummingbird coming back every day to that same flower to make sure it gets pollinated and everything it needs. And so if, like, another hummingbird tried to come take over that flower, they will actually fight because they're very territorial to flowers and they're pretty much enslaved to that flower. So there's your friend a bit of useless knowledge. I love your guys' show. It's great. It makes me laugh all the time. I love the random bits of vulgarities. Well, you know, a lot of vulgarities, but <laughs> all of it's great. I love all the random topics and everything. You guys are great. Love you. Hopefully you keep doing this. Love you too. What is the name of that flower? I don't know. <laughs> Flowers are dope. This is gonna yeah. ruin my day. <laughs> How am I, I gonna find it? You're going out a wormhole. Did she say it enslaves know. it? Yes, that right, was I'm the word she that. Used. I'm Googling that. Uh, I want to put it. that flower in my fucking window and lure hummingbirds to my nest. Mm. Oh damn! Yes, wow, tricky, I tricky. fucking love hummingbirds. That's an awesome story about her girls' camp, was it, too? I, I want to know, Rebecca, did you swallow? It sounds like you swallowed the grasshopper, Did you right? spit or, or swallow? That's what Jen wants to fucking know. That's actually what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't want to say it like that, though. Cool. Uh, um, cool. Yeah, I still got to try That was em. awesome. Thanks. That was great. God, I love yeah. voicemails. Ooh. Keep, keep calling us. Oh, my God, this please is fucking awesome. Us. What do they do if they want to call us? Okay, well, there are a couple things you can do. Let's start with Twitter, the, t- the tweets, because I feel like that's like low touch or whatever. Okay, tweet <laughs> us at Junebugger. At Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. Thanks, girl. You can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com, and you can call us and leave us a freaking voicemail and tell us about stories from your childhood and other things, tidbits, all that jazz. Um that phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you can join us at our Discord server.
You can only get this link on this show. So listen up and write it down. It's discord.gg slash 2G1P. Listeners of the show are going there and they're having conversations about the show, suggesting topics. Um, and it's awesome. And Ellie, if they want to contribute, what do they do? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. There are perks. If you Turk, just kidding. <laughs> True. Uh, perks for Turks. True. Perks for Turks and, and twerkers. Cool. All right. cool, cool. All right, guys. All right. Well, yeah, we're twerking through the weekend. We'll see you next week. See ya. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg and filmed before a live studio audience of mechanical Turkers whom we pay half a cent to laugh at each joke. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is still provided for some reason by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. Twerking through the weekend. (laughs) 